Welcome to the Zanbergen Report, where wealth strategies and pop culture collide, featuring your distinguished host and certified financial planner, Bart Zandbergen. Welcome to our show of dream chasers and wealth makers. We are thrilled to be back in the studio today with a new episode of the Zanbergen Report. I'm proud to bring in the movers, shakers, and difference makers who are passionate about sharing what they have learned and what you need to know today. And back in the studio again today is my partner, Letitia Burbaum. Tish, thanks for joining me again. I'm so excited to be here. We have such a packed day. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, interesting subject today, at least I think it's interesting. We'll see if the listeners do. We're going to talk about bonds, the bond market. Why would we bring up bonds? A normally not very exciting conversation. No. Um, well, let's just get the bad news out first, Great. and then we'll kind of work up from there. That's it's perfect. Sense, right? Rip the bandaid off. Okay, the bond market is off to its worst start in the history of bonds. You're well, <laughs> here we go. There goes safety out the door. <laughs> so um, we can only go up from here, right? Which is good. Yeah. All right. So before we go much further, we've decided let's let's kind of define what a bond is. Not might, everyone might not know exactly what a bond is. Yeah. And I think I'll start with that. Is let's compare it to a stock because those are perfect comparisons. Absolutely. So a stock is known as an equity. Yeah. So if someone owns a stock or a mutual fund that owns stocks, they actually, they actually have equity or positions in their respective companies. So they own a piece of the company. Equity, correct. Mm -hmm. Piece of the company. Uh, a bond is the opposite. Okay. A bond is actually a loan. So I've always said ownership dollars. Versus ownership dollars, so we didn't go to the same class. the same school of <laughs> school of bonds. So, and who are the loans made by? So it's actually the investor is loaning the money yes. to either the three high highest level um, uh, areas of our bonds are corporate bonds. Mm -hmm. So it could be a company. It could be IBM. You know, issuing a bond. These are all examples. Correct. Uh huh. Uh, could be a government bond. Right. So, What's an example of a government bond? Um, it could be a state, or it could be a, a general obligation for a particular um, municipality within an area. So, example: you're driving down the street, you see a bridge being. There could be or a toll road. Could be a bond. Could be that. a bond. Okay. And that kind of leads right in specifically to to municipal bonds. Okay. So within a state, municipality could be builders of toll roads, um, water districts, school districts, yeah. so on and so forth. Okay. So the three major bond types. The why? Why would I invest in a bond again? So safety. Oh, sa <laughs> safety. Okay, safety it is. But yeah. what does it do? Remind me. You're loaning the money so in exchange for for a promised dividend. Perfect. Right. And so the dividend is promised by the entity and the full faith and ability of that entity, whether it's a corporation, example, IBM, yeah. or a government entity, yeah. example, California Water District, right? their ability to pay. That's how you get your return. So I'm going to break it down to like people out there that might still be confused. So you're buying a bond, could be a different, a bunch of different types in let's say it's a municipality mm -hmm. and I've loaned this 
company organization money in exchange they're going to give me as long as they can fulfill that money each and every frequency so it can be monthly quarterly whatever duration that they set up correct correct and for um the word duration a period of time it could be a one-year bond that's a duration Mm -hmm. a two-year a three-year a five-year 10-year 20 all the way up to 30. great so for that time period, you are promised, yeah. and it's not a guarantee, you are promised yes. a, a coupon or a dividend for that time period. Okay. And that's why in our portfolio designs, we like, especially for our, um, well, every client has some level of bonds, otherwise yeah. known as fixed income, uh, but the amount depends on two things, the client's income need, their risk profile, and their, we talked about it last show, their family index. Right. right? What kind of return do we need? Right. So we're talking about one isolated area of the market right now that could be potentially invested in a portfolio, correct? Correct. Okay. Question. Can you explain duration again and why that's relevant right now? Sure. So duration is the period, it's the note term. Okay. For like, and most people are familiar with CDs. And yeah. They might buy a six-month CD or a 12-month or, or a 24-month. Yeah. That in bond terms would be the duration. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Great. And so we're going to go back to duration soon, so I'm glad that we defined that. Um, the People are wondering, bonds are safe. You've told us they're safe. Why are bonds down? Why after the worst start in the history of the bond market? Well, there is a direct... There is a... We're going to go back to Econ 101 here. And um, I'm sure Tish will tell me to slow down, break it down, but I'm going to make a first attempt. Let's see how I do. I love it. All right. So there is an indirect relationship between the direction of interest rates and the value of a bond. Okay. Should I say that again? Yeah. Okay. Indirect, meaning if interest rates go up, value of bonds go down. Yes. If interest rates go down value of bonds go up. Econ 101. Econ 101, because it's a math problem, my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. All right, so here's the math. So you math lovers out there, so yeah, I'm sure you've go. got this. So why do bonds go down when interest rates go up? And here's my example. So Tish here has a, she holds a $100,000 bond. Example, yes. Paying, let's say, 2%. Yeah. Okay, with a two-year duration. Got it. It means it matures in two years in simpler terms. Perfect. All right. Um, Danielle wants to buy a bond. Danielle is our engineer over here. Thank she you. wants to buy a $100,000 bond. So, and let's just say, these are not real numbers, but let's say a new bond is paying 3%. Okay. Okay. So Danielle is faced with a decision. Do I, and this is not a trick question or funny math. I'm just going to ask the question. Danielle. If you could buy a 3% bond or a 2% bond, (laughs) which would you buy? A 3% bond. Perfect. So the only way that she would buy the 2% is if she approached Tish and said, look, I can get 3% there. You really want to unload that bond? We need to discount that $100,000 so that the yield is equivalent to 3%. Yes which would be about, top of my head, about $92,000 on a $100,000 bond. So, boom, right there. That's why for those of you who may be looking at your statement and see that your bond is 
your $100,000 bond is worth 92000 93000 because that's the marked value today. So if you said, if you were like Letitia and said, I need to get rid of this, you would find a Danielle and she would pay you the $92,000 to sell it. Now, what Tish is your... What if I don't want to sell? Or what if you don't have to or oh, don't want to sell? Right. What if I don't want to sell yet? I don't have to. That's right. So not everybody knows this, but we'll share it today. If you hold a bond to its maturity... Yes. The end so of that two years in our two year example. in our example, duration, yeah. you get your par value back. Yay. So if you paid $100,000 par value for your bond... Yeah. Currently on your statement, it's 92000 you hold it two years, you get your 100000 back. Yep. You would have, in this example, only an example, you would have received your 2% per year yeah. and get your $100,000 back. Nice. It's doing what it's supposed so to it's do. So it's still safe. We still like our bonds. So um, what we are doing for our clients is we're, we're holding. We're holding our bonds, waiting for the maturity. For uh, the people who need to. For people who can. Yeah. And... Um, hypothetically, what will happen as interest rates go up when these bonds mature, let's say in our example, a 2% bond. Yeah. And in our example, two years from now, let's just say bonds will be 4%. We don't know, but let's just say okay. the 2% bond will mature. We'll take that same $100,000 and buy a 4% bond. Got it. Meaning the bond will pay 4% for whatever duration that we choose. Because that is the set rate at that particular time at the end of the two years in this scenario. In this scenario, in this hypothetical scenario. Got it. So for... Well, let's talk about duration again. I, I, I want to hone well, in on Well, you like that. that word, don't you? I know. I know. Especially now with bonds. I like okay. that word. Go ahead. Why would I like that word? Duration? Yeah. Why well, like short duration? Because <laughs> what if I don't want to wait two years? What if I want to take advantage of interest rates going up now? So that, what they've recently done. Yeah. So that is a reason that. We, and I have cash I sitting in the bank. Buying shorter duration or laddering. I'll let you define what laddering is, but laddering shorter duration bonds, um, so that you always have you have a bond maturing every, call it six months. Okay. As the rates increase, you're buying a higher rate. Six more months, you buy a higher rate. I think I just defined laddering. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to. Um, so that is a, a wonderful way to get bonds in a, in a rising interest rate environment. Got it. So if I think, I don't know, but if I think interest rates continue to go up and I'm nervous, I'm sitting on the sidelines like you talked about on yeah. the the last show, and you're like, what can I do? What's one idea and you say laddering is one idea that someone can use in, in taking advantage of interest rates um, going up. Rising interest rates. Okay. By the way, I want to go on the record for being right at least once in my life when I said 12 <laughs> years ago, interest rates are going to rise. Yeah. <laughs> so look at me. They did. 12 years <laughs> 12 later. later. <laughs> it just takes time. It takes time. <laughs> Very At duration. Very methodical. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So we've covered um, duration. We've covered par value. The reason why we think bonds are still safe. Um, let's talk about muni bonds for a second. And let's talk. Okay, back to just all bonds. First, foremost, 
most important, I think, during these times is quality. Okay. Credit and quality. What does quality mean in the bond market? So quality means the issu- the issuer's ability to pay. Okay. Right? And how do they how do they judge that? So there are independent rating companies that will assign them a grade. Okay. Much like school, we like A's. We do. And double A's are nice, triple A's are nice. Got Anything it. with an A. We like A's. Okay, got uh, it. Notated. So that's something that we look for in our bond portfolios. Uh, uh, quality, credit quality, I think is most important. Um, municipal bond compared to a taxable bond. So corporate bond, let's break that down for a second. So our example was IBM. You get, through, uh, we were saying, let's stick with our 2%. You're getting 2% from IBM. Okay. That goes as just like interest on your savings account, just like any other dividends or interest you would receive, you yeah. pay taxes on that. Oh, man. So okay. the beauty of a municipal bond, maybe it pays less. Um, most of the time it does, but we'll talk about why munis are, muni, short for muni bonds, are attractive now. But muni interest or dividend is? What? Tax-free. That's right. If it's in the state that you reside. That's right. Let's make sure we talk about that. So... Let's just say some of our clients, many of our clients are in a 50, 40%, 50% tax bracket. So if they're getting a 2.5%, let's go back to the two. I use that the whole time. 2% tax-free, if they're in a 50% tax bracket. It's double the gain. It's equivalent to a 5% taxable equivalent, which is pretty good. It's pretty good. So let's let's break that down just one more time, just because I think that this is so important for people Um Let's talk about a couple examples of when one area might be more efficient than the other. So someone's looking for just general terms of safety. Would someone want to have maybe all of those different types of bonds in their portfolio or only munis? When would someone say, I want to have munis in my portfolio? So... Most of the time, muni bondholders are those that are in a higher tax bracket. Okay. Because I'm going to say until recently, and I'll, I'll expand on that, um, clearly the, the, the yield on muni bonds are lower. Mm-hmm. So the higher tax bracket will make the taxable equivalent higher. Mm-hmm. If you're in a 10% tax bracket, or if you put a, a bond in your IRA, you're not paying taxes on it. So you would want to try to get the highest yield as possible. So oh. you'd go to a corporate or a taxable bond. Right. Okay, wait, hold on a second. You just said something I think it's really great to, for people to know because this the best of our clients always sometimes get confused on this, and I think it's a good point. The difference that we use in our world, taxable and non-taxable, right? right? We're qualified is yeah. really the word. And so sometimes where we strategically would recommend a bond to maybe be depends on the type of account, correct? Yes. So a qualified account would be like an IRA or a 401k. Right. Um, It might make more sense to have a corporate bond there because you get a higher, typically you would get a higher yield. Yeah. And since you're not paying taxes on it, since it's deferred, no need trying to get a tax-free yield in an account that is already sheltered from taxes. Yeah, and you'll pay taxes, but just not in t- not until Deferred. you yeah take your income, take it out. Okay. So muni, so and I alluded to it earlier, and I said I would get back. So 
the difference in yield between munis and treasuries, and treasuries is one of the, um, I guess the safest of the government bonds, Okay. are really, really close right now. Okay. So, so then why would I choose one versus the other? Well, if you're even in a medium tax bracket, yeah. municipal bonds would make more sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Because the even at a lower um, ta- um, tax bracket, your uh-huh. taxable equivalent yield will probably okay. be in excess of what you could get from treasuries. Got it. Got it. Okay. Just trying to simplify that. Perfect. So um, quality, you have to look at duration. Um, getting back to the... Um, getting back to the volatility of the bonds as it relates to interest rates, you and I have specifically in our investment committee, we have chosen short duration bonds because the impact of the higher inflation is less impactful um, when it's the shorter duration. Mm -hmm. And then that also gets us the ability, as we discussed, as the rates are rising, to invest quicker into the higher rate bonds. Right. So kind of our takeaway is holding bonds, we think... Um, it's one of the, not not only is it the worst start to the bond market, but probably one of the best times. I was going to say, isn't it maybe a good time to get in then, maybe? So, what do you think? Well, not only do I think, but one of our one of our bond fund managers is having a heyday because he said it's the best time, best shopping spree he's ever been on. According to him. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's yeah. great. So, And why is that? Because they're on sale, right? They've been beaten up. And so he's buying... Um, previously issued bonds at a lower rate, and then he's buying new bonds at the higher yield. He found when his you Nordstrom mix those sale. Together, he found his sale. So the takeaway is, um, you know, it's probably going to, you know, be a little bit of time, but the snowball effect as the transition goes between the lower and the higher interest rate, yeah, where we'll see bond portfolios start to do really well again. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So takeaway. Bonds are typically part of a diversified portfolio. The type of bonds depends on maybe the type of investment that you have in your tax bracket. Mm -hmm. The duration, it really also depends on your goals and your own individual objectives and where the market is at that particular time. So like we're talking about short duration now because that's a hot topic with interest rates going up potentially. But later on... Potentially, long-term bonds might be something to capture and hold on to those longer-term interest rates for people as well. So just depending on the market, if I'm hearing you correctly, things change. But as of right now, these are some of the silver linings that you're seeing. So, you know, we talked about our combined um, experience. I I can think back 20 years ago where I've seen clients come with 7 or 8 or 9% bonds. Yeah. And... At the time, the stock market was at 20%. And we looked at that and like, wow, you could really do better if you had more <laughs> equities. And of course, things shifted. And they had 30-year bonds paying, I don't know, a range, 5 to wow. 10%. Yeah. That's gold right there. Yeah. And all the, you can't find those anymore. So to your point, as rates continue to rise, and yeah. we get to a rate where a client's comfortable and saying, hey, for the next 20 years, I don't mind getting X percent. Yeah. You know? If the issuer is trustworthy and they mm-hmm. have faith in that, sure. Yeah, I love that. Well, that makes total sense. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope this was somewhat informative and interesting. I feel like it was a little heavy. 
Is there? I feel like we need to add maybe a, a couple. Like, is there anything lighter that you can add to the bond markets to give people some moments of inspiration or silver lining? It's a Nordstrom sale. It's a Nordstrom sale. Okay, I like that. I like that. Then maybe some tips from our last our last show. Something along the lines of sticking to your plan, whatever your plan is, and checking in with your advisor and making sure that you're in the right allocation for your objectives and your goals. And I'm going to say this for compliance. Everyone's objectives are slightly different. And all of the things that we're talking about today are um, examples. They're not specific right. to your situation. It's just how we have to explain a specific topic for right. bonds. And that's a piece of a portfolio for someone. But, yeah. you know, just making sure we're being compliant friendly there. Covering <laughs> <laughs> our basis. All right. I think we'll end on that note. Okay. So good so job. So fun. Yeah. Bonds. You know, you did a great job on on, <laughs> on bonds, Bart, because <laughs> that one that one had to have been a hard one. And so I appreciate you spending the time because I think it's top of mind for a lot of people and it's there's just a lot going on. And so when you hear the worst in history, you you need to make sure that people feel like, okay. There's light at the end of the there's tunnel. There's light at the end of the tunnel, yeah. So, which is great. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thanks for joining me. Yep. All right. Thanks, everyone, who tuned in. And we look forward to being back in the studio next week. Cheers. Tune in next week for the latest edition of the Zanbergen Report, Tuesdays at 2 p.m., Catch up on our recent shows by visiting podcast.bartzanbergen.com. The Zanbergen Report is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Interested in being a featured guest on our show or have a question you'd like to hear us answer? Email podcast at bartzanbergen.com. The contents of this podcast episode do not constitute an offer of securities or a solicitation of an offer to buy securities and may not be relied upon in making an investment decision related to any investment offering Access Wealth Management LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Access does not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the information contained herein. Opinions are our current opinions and are subject to change without notice. Prices, quotes, rates are subject to change without notice. Generally, investments are not FDIC insured, not bank guaranteed and may lose value.